rise when we get down with the tribe. It's a new age groove, one step at a time. And we move to the tune while we're set in the style. No, it is what it is. Hello and welcome back to News by the Catalyst. This is our first mid-pandemic show. And we really focus on current events, ridiculous events, things that are really fun and interesting around politics, culture, and entertainment, and try and give them a fun and exciting twist. My name is Madoni Maindi, and I am your host. Also, we have had quite a few developments, um, working with amazing creatives, introducing new hosts and co-hosts to the concept. And today with me, I have... Maxi Njeka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, as Noni has said, I'm one of the new co-hosts and I am pretty excited to give you exciting and cultive... Sorry. That one. Yeah. <laughs> so as Noni has said, my name is Maxi. Oh, you didn't do that. Shit. No. <laughs> ah! Nerves, nerves, nerves. Okay. Get your shit together. Okay, cool. So you don't need to start over. Like I'll just proceed, right? We're keeping that. Cool. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my name is Maxine Jekka, and as Noni has said, I am one of the new co-hosts, and I am super excited to give you cultivating and captivating stories with a twist of humor, so yeah. Yes, and so if you are like me, if you spend a ton of time on the internet, right, mm-hmm. you've definitely seen this millennials and Gen Z war battle thing that had been going on. No, for sure, for sure. Hey, it's, it, it was a lot, it was a lot. Millennials were getting roasted. <laughs> Millennials were losing. They were losing badly. I don't know why they even decided to get into it. I honestly don't see why, right? Like mm. you're battling a generation that does challenges on a daily basis mm. on an app that requires production, editing, casting, writing skills, right? Mm-hmm. You're bound to lose. Like the most savage millennial app is Twitter. True. True. And these kids left TikTok and dragged everybody on Twitter, which is where millennials think savagery happens. Can you imagine being dragged in your own home ground? (laughs) (laughs) That was embarrassing. That's why you shouldn't mess with those kids. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, people should have known better. If, literally, if the silhouette challenge required that you go to Snapchat, download a filter, then you get that little sort of, like, red silhouette effect. Mm -hmm. And millennials didn't even know, and they were buying bulbs, red bulbs, to actually do this challenge. (laughs) You're definitely out of your depth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. And speaking of other challenges, there was the busted challenge where it required a lot of physicality. And that was just not it for millennials because then arthritis is, you know, mildly checking in. <laughs> and it was really difficult to keep up with your joints and your knees. Oh, so, yeah. but every single dance on TikTok that I see on TikTok requires your knees. Like now there's this one where they've merged um don't rush in another song mm-hmm. and then you basically start by winding while standing then you drop down suddenly open one leg open the other leg then pop back up oh, wow. Wow. yeah wow my my knees just they just pop from hearing that <laughs> <laughs> and you know how people have described those dances is that it's like the air traffic mm-hmm. controller <laughs> kind oh of the thing. movement yeah like the movement uh-huh. <laughs> um and i just I've never seen anybody in any social... Okay, I'm not really a going out to the club type of person, right? Mm. Never have been. But in any social setting where they say there's music and everything, even during the pandemic, I have not seen one single TikTok dance, which either means that I'm living appropriately for my age 
or that Gen Zers are a lot more sensible than millennials and are actually staying at home. Yeah. Uh-huh. Can we can we really say that? I think so. <laughs> well, it could be. It could be. It could be. Let's just go with that. Let's just go with that. So I, yeah. You know, I think so, and that's probably why they're entertaining themselves on an app where there's music and dancing, and you know they can challenge their friends, mm-hmm. and that's why you have somebody like Elsa, who's you know it's a pandemic. Oh, Elsa, Elsa is doing amazing. Elsa Majimbo. <laughs> Elsa Majimbo is doing amazing, amazing things. She absolutely is. Like, yeah. I, I've completely stopped watching motivational videos in the morning. I don't even bother with, you know, the occasional read this so your life can be different and inspired. You just have to go to Elsa's timeline on a daily basis and, mm-hmm. like, this good news and it's amazing news. Yeah. Like, today she was declared the Forbes african woman entertainer of the year oh wow wow mm-hmm. that's that's really huge that's that's huge it's forbes oh my god <laughs> that is amazing you know it's everybody is like working hard to work with her mm-hmm. like whatever chris jenner thinks she's been doing over the past couple of decades elsa has done in three months that's <laughs> really inspiring that's inspirational you know <laughs> You know, with her matita and eating crisps mm-hmm. at home yeah. with an iPhone 6. Such a comedic genius. And let's not forget, like, she's a 15-time chess champion. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it goes beyond comedy. It's even, like, the, the savvy to identify a great team that has the correct connections and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it's something we're seeing a lot with Gen Zers, right? So you have everybody from Asiad to Flaco to Stacey Thiru, um, just basically landing all these amazing deals and captivating audiences. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, they're crossing the ba- the barriers and the boundaries that have been put in place before, before yeah. their time. You know, the people who are going to say, you're not going to do this without my approval. You know, basically in short, gatekeepers. Mm. And I feel like gatekeeping is everywhere, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. But <laughs> um, it's just amazing to see them cross all these barriers and break them. And uh, yeah, it's the kids, the kids are right. <gasps> Speaking of crossing barriers, mm-hmm. Spotify oh. opened up in a couple of countries. They clearly didn't really want to come, but just had to. <laughs> After years and years of bullying, they finally decided like, yeah, they need to expand to other markets. So they recently expanded to 80 plus yeah. new markets, which yeah. is uh, it's amazing. I mean, yeah, it, it really is. I've never been on Spotify. Um, the only interaction I have with Spotify is from Spotify diehard fans uh-huh. who are always, there's always that one person in the party who is just like, change from whatever app you're playing your music from and put Spotify because the sound, the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's me. That's me. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time you were talking, I was just like, oh, this is me, this is me. But uh, yeah, that's, I've definitely been one of those people who are very obnoxious, you know, about mm-hmm. it. And just like, yeah, if I have, you haven't had Spotify, it's good. You should cross to it, you know. <laughs> and, you know, in hindsight. And you always have, like, business stats <laughs> around yeah. it as well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I find that amazing. I can't, I can't tell you of any app and I'll be like, you know, WhatsApp, 2 billion users. And then it does. But, like, Spotify people have all the stats around Spotify. Yes. That said, have you moved to your real location? I most definitely have. I feel like I need to explain this to people who might not understand. (laughs) (laughs) Max, was your address number one Buckingham Palace for your Spotify account? Sadly, sadly it was. (laughs) It was. It was. 
And um, yeah, I had to I had to move because mm-hmm. also the price. Have you seen the price? The price is amazing. The deal is so good. It Imagine is. moving from paying nine pounds mm-hmm. per month mm-hmm. to paying three hundred Kenya shillings. Mm-hmm. That's that's I had to take the offer. So not only should we pay for the national debt, you also now move from Buckingham Palace to somewhere in Kilimani. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> and like speaking of moving mm-hmm. from location to location, I don't even know how to talk about this story. But there's allegedly an African president slash alleged dictator. <laughs> strong in the alleged. Very strong in the alleged. Mm-hmm. Who is allegedly in Kenya, allegedly <laughs> sick with COVID-19 and has allegedly just recently been flown mm-hmm. out of Kenya into India for treatment for heart issues. Allegedly <laughs> heart issues. <laughs> <laughs> and this person mm-hmm. who is allegedly here, allegedly with COVID-19, yeah. has allegedly left, mm-hmm. has spent months denying that COVID-19 is anything and that it can be healed using eucalyptus leaves and lemon water and the countries that shut down mm-hmm. right would be fed by him <laughs> well allegedly yeah mm-hmm. since you're using the term <laughs> allegedly strong on the allegedly so yeah he said mm-hmm. that you know you should take eucalyptus and all these traditional you know medicines and also on top of that prayer yeah don't forget to pray pray it away pray and it will go away so um it's very it's very it's a dangerous narrative first of all because people on the ground are actually dying because of covid so to deny that like covid exists and like it's all a hoax mm. and in the same breath you're seeking the top you know medical care in the country or in the world it's um it's in all like african fashion you know to do that like you are oppressing people but you're the one who's like seeking all these like uh medical services that you're not providing to your citizens it really is and Mm -hmm. i mean i think he has had one of the worst challenges or rather a failed hashtag x challenge just Mm -hmm. like j-lo did (laughs) with her love don't cost a thing challenge Mm -hmm. and i mean his covid challenge clearly isn't working out and this happening even in the week of the covid anniversary is Mm -hmm. just Wow, it's one of those things. Speaking of healthcare, mm-hmm. Prince Philip, the zombie, the corpse, <laughs> many things. <laughs> I mean, it's a heartless way to talk about somebody who's still alive, but I have very is he, zero. Is he alive? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it isn't quite clear, <laughs> but I have very little interest in whitewashing or sort of like sanitizing you know an institution that has overseen so much damage and death across the world Mm -hmm. through colonialism right Mm -hmm. Uh, and i mean effects that we're still feeling until today um that said did you know that the royal family has to travel with satchels of blood oh i didn't i did not know that Mm -hmm. that's pretty interesting yeah just in case they're somewhere or rather as the article i wrote i i read i didn't write gosh Mm -hmm. rather like the article that i read Mm -hmm. it's just so that if they're anywhere say in africa where there's bad health care they can have access to their blood and nobody else is allowed to use it even if it's in excess that's that's fascinating and also scary 
it is. It's fascinating and scary. And personally, my personal theory, mm-hmm. theory, not fact, <laughs> is I don't actually believe it's their blood. I think it's somebody else with like really great meat and everything that's like giving them that blood or mm-hmm. selling. I hope they're selling it. I hope they're not giving them that blood, right? <laughs> like, yeah, not for free. Yeah, because the people who have really like lived, mm-hmm. they've lived for so long. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you know, uh, the interview was very, very interesting. We saw Megan. What is this interview? Oh, the Megan yeah, one. The Megan interview. <laughs> It was very, very interesting, you know, to see how the Birmingham Palace, you know, how they were, the re- the retort, or like they're coming back and saying, you know, PR basically, to mm. fix the whole situation, because now the whole image has been tarnished. I mean, we already knew they were like not the best of people, but uh, yeah, to see them, you know, bring out emergency blacks, you know, PR trying to have um, the prince meet black people in the hospital, they made Oprah come out of a pandemic and be an essential worker in this situation, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Like, Oprah came out to do essential work just for this interview. She's not really being seen around or anything, but she came out for it. And there were just so many explosive moments from that interview. You know, it was the rabid racism of British tabloids, but also this thing where they were worried about his skin color, Archie's skin color. <laughs> And mm-hmm. I mean, if you're if you're black or you know a person of color, absolutely nobody was thinking Archie's skin color would be dark. I True. mean, Megan is is a very light biracial woman. Mm-hmm. Harry is white. What are the chances? Like that's deep zero. racism, close to zero. Yeah, that's just deep deep racism. Just yeah, like you, said, yeah. you know, and they were even changing um, policies that had stood for twelve hundred years not to have him actually become a prince because they just wow <laughs> and you know if, if you're thinking of like if the queen is that old and prince philip is that old then who's making those decisions it's either charles or what's the brother's name the one whose hairline has peeled back um there's been charles and Oh yeah, William, William. See, like it's easy to forget them because I really just do not care about them. Yeah, because I completely always forget them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it must be them that's that are running. Who else is running those orders? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's definitely them. I think it's them. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Speaking of. I haven't seen one episode of Love Island South Africa ever since it got blasted for mm-hmm. having an all-white cast, or rather a majority white cast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was uh, it was interesting to watch how like multi-choice and pretty much the people who set up this show trying to have again emergency blacks after the whole backlash that happened. But um, did you actually see those? Black smacks because what I saw was actually little screenshots. Actually, let's check. What mm-hmm. I saw was little body part screenshots. They didn't exactly say who it was, when they were coming. Maybe now they've announced it. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't actually see any of those black people. So they could have just gone to Shutterstock and just zoomed in and chip chopped, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because even recently, I saw some people who, apparently, some people who had applied for some of the positions or to like just feature in the show, dark-skinned people 
getting callbacks and emails. Oh, wow. Yeah, just like quickly, like, come, like, you know, you can come and join the show again. Because after they saw the backlash, they had to do something, which it's not really doing much. It's not like the damage control we think it is. I mean, one of the contestants said his love language is French. So I'm not (laughs) expecting too much from the show, but it should be interesting. Yeah. Just to watch it, just knowing the context of the drama and everything, it should be quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Speaking of mm-hmm. not getting a call back. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, Pierce Morgan. Wow. Oh, well, Pierce. Pierce is a bitter man. He's a bitter man. Because apparently he recently had, um, no, there was a video that popped up, yeah, of an interview where he was saying that Meghan Markle ghosted him. You know, they met and went to the bar and, you know, they were chilling. Then he booked an Uber for her to go home. And the Uber took her to another party where she met <laughs> Prince Harry. And that's how the whole thing happened. And uh, it seemed like he was very, he was so bitter. Pierce was so bitter because uh, Megan just ghosted her, ghosted him, sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry. First of all, he took her on like the most basic of basic dates, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like wine at a bar. And I'm pretty sure it was like a British pub, right? If you've been if you've been to the UK, you know like the British pub scene and what it looks like. It's mm-hmm. very just, you know, generic yeah. kind of vibes mm-hmm. and everything. That's where he took her. And then on the same night, she met this prince, mm-hmm. right? And they really liked each other. That said, I don't know if you watched um, the James James Corbin. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. The guy that does the sing along thing. Corbin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, James Corbin. Did you watch the episode with Harry, where he described what it's like to date a royal? No, actually, I didn't. So basically, he said when you're dating a royal, the first few dates have to be in the house because mm-hmm. they haven't decided if you guys are official yet, and so they don't want any speculation. Mm-hmm. So Megan used to, him and Megan used to spend a lot of time in the house. So I think Pierce is pissed off that he gave her a basic date. <laughs> and then you have this prince that's just like Netflix and chill. And he got it. <laughs> I'd be kind of upset too. Like, you know? Yeah. But not to the point of harassing someone for the rest of your life. Which is what I said. Like, kind of upset. Like, you know, you kind of went more out than the other person was just like Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm. And then here you are. But I mean, this is a family where... Even the grandchildren are curtsying to their queen. Yeah. Very, so, very traditional. I don't even know if you can describe that as tradition. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what they were describing that as, you know, the farm, and they sounded so scared. Mm-hmm. Even they were sounding scared still mm-hmm. as they were giving this interview, right? They mm-hmm. couldn't even place names, place actual dates, facts, etc. It just sounded like they were saying it so that it's even on the record that should anything happen. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. you know, and speaking of being scared, uh, we've recently seen that RCS, the CS for education in the country, right. is scared like exams are probably <laughs> gonna, you know, they're probably gonna leak. So, in his best efforts and just being creative, he yeah. decided like he's going to provide people with padlocks. <laughs> but that's just not even the ridiculous part, there was a ceremony for it. Oh, my goodness, yeah. <laughs> they had a ceremony for padlocks. But we also had a ceremony for launching like a bridge <laughs> for me some time back. 
So I mean, we've had ceremonies for many things. There's mm-hmm. been wheelbarrows. There's been latrines. I think the funniest one was when somebody was doing a ceremony for a latrine and then it collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like the real state of the nation address. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there have been very many ceremonies. And, you know, I just, I wonder, like, what is the briefing process like? What do, you know, do people say, he's almost here, he's almost here. And then they're running around and polishing the padlocks for pictures. Like, what happens in this sort of like the back end? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some of the things that are happening, they seem like satire, but it's not. It's actually real life. You can't satire Kenya. I don't think anybody can satire Kenya. You just think about stuff that happens and it's just hilarious. It's like, how bored are you in the middle of a pandemic? You know, one of the worst economic crises the country has been going through and then what you're tabling at parliament is banning porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Adam Duale recently brought in a bill between the ban of pornography in Kenya. You know, yeah. And it's just, it's ridiculous. Because the country is already screwing us as it is. So why would you want to control how other people are doing their stuff? I mean, we're just going to have to, if it passes, A, we're definitely going to have to go back to the VPN route. So, you know, you've lived that life with Spotify. I have, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not really so, worried. <laughs> most people are going to go back to the VPN life mm-hmm. or go back to the old school method watching porn which was you know you you'd buy dvds you'd swap them you'd have tons you know some people had terabytes of storage oh, oh just God. that's worrying <laughs> right and then yeah. you're swapping exchanging and everything which now means you get to know your friends a little bit better mm-hmm. it's community building <laughs> <laughs> you get to know their tastes and preferences mm-hmm. a lot more better oh yeah you're right so <laughs> there's, a, there's a brighter side to it i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> When we get down with the tribe, it's a new age groove, one step at a time. Yeah, we move to the tune while we're setting the stage.